0: You can never be too loud. All right, man, it is good to be here. I'm sorry about last week. We, you know, It was so, uh, it's going to rain all week. So good to see you all. Thank you so much for being here. So most of you aren't social distancing. Is that a We won't be able to hear you. I'm going to talk about a subject I don't know a lot about. I've not studied about it a lot in, except oh in the 70s. We talked a lot about the apocalypse and I'm gonna talk about the apocalypse today. Everybody go woo woo hoo! Yeah. Once I'm done with it, you're gonna be glad I'm talking about it, I think. But what I'm gonna need you to do is anytime we there's something for us to learn, we have to decide that there's some things I've learned that I'm gonna get rid of in order to learn the new thing that the Lord wants for me, right? right. That's 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 what we really repentance is to relearn or to rethink. I thought something, I'm going to rethink about it, the Lord's giving me something new, so I have to get rid of something in order to have that new, and then walk out that newness, alright? It's not just turning from sin, repentance isn't just turning from sin, I'm going to think again about something, so I thought that I was really good at math in second grade, not me personally, I wasn't, because I knew what two plus two was, or four plus four. But then when I got to multiplication, I realized I had to rethink I don't know math. And in order to go higher and higher and higher in math, or any subject, you have to keep rethinking is getting rid of some things and adding new things, right? Yeah. And as humans, and therefore as Christians, we're really bad about getting rid of what we already believe so a lot of us have when I say the word apocalypse you already have in your mind what that looks like right you have in your mind maybe even scripture maybe even imagery from the scripture of what that sounds like and what that looks like now I just watched half because it's a really long movie of 2012 anybody watch 2012 into the world last week, last week. <laughs> 2012 is she watched all of it yesterday i had to go swimming so 2012 is actually based on this idea that the mayan calendar was going to end in 2012 that the calendar was going to end and the prophecies of all the Mayan world from thousands of years ago was that the world's going to basically collapse upon itself all right so we might we might go there somewhere today but so i want you to take 30 seconds close your eyes again and imagine the apocalypse. In vivid detail, as much as you can imagine it, it might be a movie. <laughs> All right, here's the question we're gonna hopefully answer today. Are we, in an apocalyptic moment in history. And I have had a lot of hard time saying apocalyptic. So I'm gonna struggle, and I'm gonna say it also in the Greek. We're gonna look at the Greek word here. But I want you to hold on to for a little bit what you thought about the apocalypse. And then what I want to do is I want us to move in what into what that Greek word looks like and sounds like and what that Greek word means this word apocalypse and it uses it uh, at least a dozen times that i found i know you can go and look it up pretty easy but the holy spirit uses this word it's an inspired word used by the holy spirit right and it's not like when when, when and it's used by the holy spirit by the authors in a lot of the, the new testament especially in revelation and paul uses it quite a lot most of us when we think of apocalypse when we think of apocalypse we think of end times right We think of the world being destroyed. We think of uh, COVID-19, the bird flu, the swine flu, SARS. We think of earthquakes, hurricanes, devastating famines. We think, like like young Linda referenced, you know, the walking dead, the zombies. We think horrible end-of-life situations where often Christians are being persecuted, but the whole world is being destroyed. Right? That's most of our vision of that. And this greek word is Apocalypsis. everybody say that word apocalypse. you guys are fast learners i have to go and click that like 20 times because i don't i'm not like a, my wife is like a little careful with words when we travel anywhere she can hear like the the nuance of like the scottish phrases i've been over there way more she's only been over there once she still has, like, a, more of a, a, a an awareness of the difference between a Scottish speaker and an Irish speaker and an Australian speaker and a New Zealander. They all match together to be non-American to me. Right? <laughs> and that sounds awful, but that's that's how I like, hear often. So I have to, like, really work on this. But it's I all right? We can just say apocalypse. What what this, uh, this word means, Apocalypse means is an, an, a revealing of or an uncovering of And there's, there's, a, there's something here under a sheet, and it's all covered up. And we don't know what it is, but we come over, and we to apocalypse it means to take the sheet or the cover off of it. And then how, how just blown away would Buddy be if like, here's the car, and he's like, oh my gosh, it's a 1927, I don't know what, but something really, I drove a 1962 Ford pickup truck with the steering wheel like a boat, no power steering and to clutch you guys have all driven this if you're my age or over with a clutch you had to do like this and a stick the stick was off the floor about about it felt like it was three feet high when you're 16 and your leg was sore all right but then how surprised would he be if i uncovered that and revealed it to him and then how excited would he be if i uncovered it and revealed it to him and said buddy this is yours just because i love you just because i know you Just because you're here with me, I'm going to give this to you. Would Buddy be excited? Does that sound like our current church definition of an apocalypse? No, not at all. It sounds like the complete opposite. When we think apocalypse, we think Jesus is coming to save us out of something horrible. I'm not going to get to that, but this word apocalypse is primarily. Or it's a actually we don't apocalypse. It. It's apocalypse to us. Now if I have a revelation, it's like on my own. I just think something. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But if it's apocalypse to me, it's uncovered for me. Like I uncovered something for Buddy. Buddy experienced an apocalypse, but I apocalypse it for him. That makes sense. Yeah. So when we're thinking about stuff like that, the end of times, or when we look at scripture—not the end of times—but this word apocalypse has been hijacked by kind of a superficial mentality that comes out of we need to scare people into hell. All right? How many, how many of you are been in church since the 70s when you had the Left Behind series? You watch the videos, and the, the, the wife drives home, and she's all happy, but <gasps> the lawnmower's on the front yard mowing by itself. I mean, it's just there. It's, remember back when you didn't have all the safety features? It's just sitting there. She's like, where's my husband? She walks in. She's like, Bobby. Well, Bobby, and what? Nobody's there, and she's sure she's been left behind. All right, and then somebody comes in. They a teenager comes in because they're the ones who really need to be scared. Teenagers. They come in, and mom, you know the the, the, the sink is the sink water's running, and they're like, that they have boom, mom. And we think of that being the apocalypse, like Jesus is coming as a thief in the as an as like a thief in the night, and Scripture does say that He's coming as a thief in the night. But think about this. How upset would you be if your best friend, who you trust more than anything, who's provided you with life, came in unannounced one night and said, Hey, woke you up and said, Hey, you got to get ready. Just get up and come with me. I've got everything packed that you need. Brand new where you're going. We're going to Disney World. Would you be afraid of that sort of thief in the night? So why, why do we have all this shame-based stuff around the apocalypse, around this type stuff, and it's fear-based. It's fear-based. Is there going to be <coughs> end times? Yes. Is there going to be a, 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 an apocalyptic, like, end-of-time scenario? Most likely. Is there going to be a sign of the beast? Yes. Is there going to be—yes. Yes, 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 yes. But, but it's yes, and maybe this is the bigger picture. Maybe this is the deeper thing. All right? i couldn't find anywhere in scripture where the word apocalypse apocalyptic apocalypsis is actually used to mean the end of ages even the word revelation for the book of revelation is apocalypsis the very name of that book contradicts the very way we read that book isn't that weird See, and so I'm, I'm like like looking at this the last month because people are sending me into times. Jesus is coming. Don't do this. Don't do that. These are the signs. And I'm like, I don't feel that at all. So I'm going to go ahead and look up and start looking some at the apocalypse. And I was like, it totally – like I've just not even studied Revelation or apocalyptic things since the 80s because I, I, you get so let down when everybody's saying – Jesus is coming. What was it? 88 reasons Jesus is coming in 1988. <laughs> yeah. Harold Camp, a, a, a preacher out of, um, a godly guy, a preacher out of California, raised a hundred million dollars. And I think it's five times he predicts coming, he's coming the ending of the, the ending of the world. I'm sorry, the rapture, not the ending of the world. Which would be an apocalyptic moment if every believer was raised up from the earth. And he, I think he got it wrong five times. He eventually, after the fifth time, retired, and he apologized, and he went home, and he fell down and hit his head and died. And he had his apocalyptic moment when he realized that he was wrong, and then also you always have one when you die. There's always an uncovering, a deeper uncovering of Jesus Christ. So this word is different than we've seen. And so you have to answer that for yourself. You don't have to, like, agree with me, by the way. You can decide I want to keep apocalypse to mean what I've always thought apocalypse means. I want to keep it where there's something to be afraid of in my future. Or you can say it is an unveiling, an uncovering, a deepening of my relationship with him showing himself to me so that I begin to look at the world and act differently. All right. You have to choose that. No amount of teaching, no amount of like convincing, if you're gonna hold on to something old, you will have a hard time gathering or carrying very, something for very long. A lot of times we walk in the church like this and are like, this is everything I believe. It's all I got. Oh! Ooh, I like that. I'm going to get... Oh, no. Can't get that new thing. Nope. And you, we don't want to get rid of something. So I want to encourage you right now during this time, not just this message, but get rid of some, get rid of some stuff. Get rid of some things that are um, not helping you, not serving you not serving you to live a life of freedom, not serving to you to live a life of peace, not serving you to live a life of, of greatness, of, of, of being who you're created to be. Because one mindset, man, it, you, want, you want that wallet, you want that fortress around you, and you want to be just like nobody to come around you except anybody that makes you comfortable, anybody that you already like and agree with. But with a fortress of glory bubble, an apocalyptic moment with Jesus that just gives you this clarity of what you see, but knowing you're protected and you get to walk out in the world and live well out there, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. So the first, we're going to look at three, three two, two scriptures, and the first one I want to look at is out of the book of Revelation, Revelation 1.1. That's a good place to start about the apocalypse. If, if, that, if, if, this is, if this book is titled "Apocalypse," it's a good place to look. I was going to end with it, but I'm going to end with something in Luke. But the revelation—this is how it goes—the revelation of Jesus Christ. Remember, it's one revelation. We look—we look at the book of Revela- Revelation. Revelation is lots of revelations of what's going to happen at thin times. It's one revelation. It's Jesus. The one revelation is Jesus Christ throughout the entire book, all right, through the entire book, and it says the revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who testifies to everything he saw. That is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. Blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written because the time is near. Now, this word it, 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 it this word means an unveiling so this is actually could be read as the apocalypse from jesus the uncovering the the unveiling the revelation the jesus showing himself if you read revelation you'll see i think it's six times that jesus is the one that opens the things that calls in the angels he's he's a huge part of revelation that we miss because we're so busy about plagues and famines and disease and helps of wrath being poured out. We don't see it. The worship, the victory, the final chapter is victory. Always victory. Where we come out as more than conquerors. So, again, it states its purpose right here. It doesn't mean end-time, end-time destruction. Alright? Now, verse 3 says blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time is near the question is what is the it that this scripture is talking about blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time is near is it is it what we're supposed to hear and take part of uh which means the revelation of the end of the world or is it the thing we're supposed to take part of and, 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 and live out is the revelation of Jesus. Again, you have to decide that. So for me, if it's the revelation of the end of the world, then I am preparing for the end of the world always. I'm preparing for hard times always. I'm looking for things that prove always that this is a book of revelations, that this is a book unveiling the, the ending of the earth. Or if I believe this over here… it's a book of a revelation of a single person jesus christ of the gospel and and i'm going to live this out i'm going to take it to heart then i live differently i live about expansion here i live defensively and 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 we all could have been more prepared for this going on mentally and spiritually and having our debt low low debt low debt income ratio money in the bank those things would all be be better provided for in the future but it's over here, I'm, I'm constantly looking for what God's doing, and how I get to expand his kingdom, and what good things he has for me, instead of how do I avoid the bad. So which one do you want to choose to believe? That's that's We choose that. You and I choose that. We choose what we believe in that area. And you can read scripture, and you can find lots of stuff where it's going to be awful, and it's going to happen right now. Or you can find lots of stuff where... It's Man, God's gonna like actually empower you more and more and more. The darker it gets, the brighter you're gonna shine. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, if you go out, our, we live, I don't know, 10 minutes south, uh, south, east, west of here, and you step out our house at any time, there's lights in the sky. And they're not coming from up there, they're coming from 99 to 249.99. They're coming from 249 down at Vintage. There's always light, right? But have you ever been like to the desert? and you step in your camping or in your mountain and you step out, I mean, you can't see from me to Marion. It is so dark. Sometimes if what you can't hardly even see your hand, it's so dark. And how bright is a little tiny flashlight that you would never want to use in your home. How bright is that little tiny flashlight in that darkness? I think we're gonna be that bright. We're gonna brighten up. And we can do that before we get scared or before we think it's into the, the world. So you have to think about what is the it that this scripture is talking about. You get to decide that. And then Romans 8.18, and just spend a few minutes here. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. This re- word revealed that Paul uses is that will be apocalypse within us. I consider that our present sufferings are not worthy, worth comparing with the glory that will be apocalypsed within us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be apocalypse. I want you to hear that. I want you to connect apocalypse. Again, this is this word is apocalypso. The world is waiting for us. To be revealed as the sons and daughters of God. And then, but but we're, we don't reveal ourselves. I'm a Christian. I'm a head and a We wait in eager anticipation with the world for God to uncover and reveal us and to give testimony to Jesus Christ. Now, you can decide that you're going to seek to be revealed, apocalypse, or you can decide, I'm going to stay hidden and wait for the world to be apocalypse in in in, in, the, in the way of destroying in the way of me taken out of that it's an apocalyptic moment for us and our end of time is coming i had a buddy send me a 20-minute clip and the guy like has like every technology in the last 50 years on this whiteboard and script and he's lining out everything that's going that all is duck on right now for this to be the end of time and i had to decide i just decided i'm just going to like like say hey you know what i listened to bits of it but i don't believe any of this stuff He's like, well, brother, the end of times is coming soon. It, whether you, it comes, you know, in, in, in a moment or you die. That's a, like a really crummy argument. All right? It's a really crummy argument. Well, for I believe all of this, but then here's my argument. You're going to die anyway. Yes. And I'm going to have another apocalyptic moment. There's going to be another uncovering to a greater degree at that time. All right? So we as Christians have a... Horrible, horrible record of interpreting end-of-time events. We've never been right about the timing of the second coming of Jesus. In 2,000 years, we've not been right. We've never been right. Why would we have confidence that we're right right now? We've never been right about who the Antichrist is. Did you know that every president, starting with George Washington, groups of Christians the being Antichrist. I did read except for Gerald Ford. And I don't, and all I know about Gerald Ford is from Saturday Night Live years ago, and um, so I don't know if he was just too kind or lame, I don't know, or didn't have enough influence, but every president. The first one I remember was um, who's the guy before Reagan? Carter, Carter thank Carter. you. Yes. Thank you, American Jim. <laughs> Darn! I like to think was peanut farmer. I didn't want to say peanut farmer. <laughs> think about that. And I remember Clinton. the Christians that you, if you, if you didn't think that Clinton was the Antichrist and bringing, going to bring a one world order, you were maybe didn't know your Scripture. Maybe you didn't know the Book of Revelations. And it's a hard moment for us to like stay firm and say it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. And and are things happening? Yes. Does that mean Jesus is coming tomorrow? It doesn't mean that. It means I live like like he's revealing himself to me, constantly wanting that. Now, uh, and, and I'm gonna, just going to use three names you all know from history, but Napoleon, Antichrist, because of his thirst, his thirst to take over. Um, a lot of people during World War II, a lot of the leaders, including Hitler, but also of, of, of uh, Mussolini and then of um, Japan, and then of uh, Gorbachev. Well, who remembers the big indicator of Gorbachev, the Russian leader around Tom time of Reagan, that was the big proof that he was the Antichrist? Anybody remember? The birthmark. Birth see, we look for things that don't mean anything. We make them mean something according to a wrong description or a wrong reading of Scripture. Really dangerous for us to be in that place. Why do we assume that we'll get it right? That mark, the mark of the beast that Gorbachev supposedly had, we've never got the mark of the beast right. How many of you have a social security number? How many of you know that when that first came out, when that was first presented, Christians went nuts because it was the mark of the beast? It's silly right now. But read something on Facebook or have somebody send you something that says blank is the mark of the beast. (gasps) Oh my God, it might be. Because like we're in unusual times. We're not. Every generation, every. Culture. every religion not just christianity no other every other religion has end of time scenario they've all had prophets and ministers and men and women predict the times okay it's never happened they've all been wrong they've all been wrong on who the leader that's going to take over the world is going to be also so we don't worry about social security numbers when's the last time Um, Yesterday. Last last Yesterday. week, right? Yesterday. Yesterday. Did you know that when barcodes came out, Christians went in front of the company and protested barcodes? Because they read into some numbers in there that were random that were 666. I had somebody send me a COVID. COVID 19 equals 6. And then they added up each what COVID and it was 666 and it's like, it's the mark of the beast. We're going to get vaccinated, we're going to get injected, we're going to – instead of the devil being the devil, somebody else is the devil. It's, it's an odd thing. We don't get it both ways. We don't get to say that there's a devil out there and also Bill Gates is the devil. We don't get to say that. We don't get to say that, or if we do, we lose all respectability, and we're confused. We don't know who to fight. It's easier to fight Gorbachev. And to be afraid of Gorbachev than to fight my own demons and my own giants and expand my own promised land. Alright, so the thing is, is when we think about that, you would if you really truly believe that social security numbers and barcodes are the were the signs of the beast, then you kinda like need to not be in America or live in the mountains and never grocery shop again. Ever. That's not true. You could probably get some cash. You could probably use cash somewhere, but they're still scanning a barcode everywhere. Even the tiny little stores in the mountains now, they, they scan that stuff. Alright, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on a subject, okay? That's really current right now. Alright? What I want you to do is I want you to think everything that you think about vaccinations, good or bad, what about if they just are what they are and the biggest work they're doing right now is messing with people's fear levels? messing with people's identification is messing with people there it's, it's pushing people into two different camps that are divided if you truly believe vaccinations are bad then don't get vaccinations but don't be afraid my fear levels don't rise because the government says they are going to do something in fact when the government says they're going to do something and force me to do something that i don't want to do my faith levels should rise up because when I'm squeezed, I can become uncapped. But what we see is that fear that's within us gets pressed pretty hard, and we respond in anger and absolutism, all right? Here's another one. So I'm just, I'm not gonna try to jump on either one side or the other, but think about 5G technology. They have places, some have been torn down in other countries, some have signed petitions that one had 144,000 signatures on a petition online, Think about it. If you truly believe that 5G is going to be the devil's way to track you, you would actually have to throw away your phone right now today. You could, don't throw it away. Give it to me. Or give me the code and permission to go sell it, all right, or to give it away. You would have to, like, stop using Google. You, Black cat! Oh, my gosh! Uh, <laughs> God, what are you trying to say? Right? You know how ridiculous that is? Glory train! baby Jesus because they come to sacrifice Can you hear me back? Kids got off the field. and he went harder after them. If you're and they knew if, you, if, you, if sin is blowing you to your seat, if you're still in your seat, so it's like let's go. We all got up and left, we went out to eat or something like that instead of going and staying. So, I'm saying that for a reason. Oh, the whole shame thing. And a lot of us are feeling a lot of shame that fear, that shame is what if I don't agree? Jesus is coming in the next three years. We always like to do eight or twelve years, but this is that. If you really feel, if you really feel that Jesus is coming, mark down a date and ask God, is this really? Is this really the date you're telling me? Is this really the timing that you're telling me? If you really believe that something is true, then don't you have a right to warn everybody about your social security number? Don't shouldn't you do that? But the thing is, we don't. Disbelieve the goodness of God enough to partially believe these things are bad around us. What piece of technology, what piece of technology, I mean that the television has has transformed how families live, the phone is rewiring our kids' brains? Did, did you know that e- e- emojis are like like when, when when 18-year-old students go to college, they've, they've been doing research and and they do all this electromagnetic stuff on their smiles and their shock looks and the racing of their eyebrows and their <laughs> their gasp and all of their ability to express emotion is being limited this is why your dog died sad face. click oh, you oh my gosh it just click. i'm lol if for are happy laughing out loud instead of laughing out loud they're actually putting three letters that's just the change and those things will come, it doesn't mean that they're from the devil. Alright? So, with Simeon, Simeon's an old guy in the temple. Baby Jesus' parents take him there. It's not been revealed to yet to Simeon that this baby Jesus is the baby Jesus, is salvation. What happens is he's had a word for decades that he won't die until he sees this baby. Alright? Most of us don't like to wait three months, let alone 30 or 40 years. We will wait, and we will wait in anticipation and excitement and joy. We're not waiting depressed in the couch with a fortress of bad doctrine around us and a fortress of only superficial Christians that won't bother us and poke at us. And only, you know, so we—if we—if we really believed enough, we would start pursuing and saying, "This, this thing, this new technology is horrible," and we'd start warning everybody. Of course, you'd have to go on Facebook or Google or YouTube or your phone to warn those people nowadays. So, see, if we really believe, though, we would and should do something about it. But we all, as Christians, say we really believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but have eternal life. Let's go after fully that right there. That full thing. And see, I still have friends that go totally, they're absolutely against anybody having a drink of anything of alcohol. So I think that is like their thing. They find a church that believes that. They only go around people that believe that. They won't go into people's homes that have that. That's fine. But what's cool, some of them actually they, they live that out and they don't judge anybody about it. But they are very limited in their area of influence in the world around them because of that one thing. But why don't we keep the one thing, the one thing? The really the thing that in the scripture here, Simeon, Luke 2.28, Simeon took. Jesus in his arms and praise God saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in sight of all nations. A light for apocalypse. A light for apocalypsis. To the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. The child's father, and mother, Jesus' father and mother, marveled at what was said about him. Now, again, we did, we have to decide what will we make primary in our life? We, will, will we determine the level of our peace based on what Fox News or CNN tells us or based on what the kingdom tells us? Well, most of us believe the kingdom is shouting bad news, and then Fox is just repeating it and repeating it so the But when we read scripture, the way we read scripture and the way we see our father determines how we hear the news, unless we're not listening very well to the father. You know, this is what happens cancer is a horrible thing don't get me wrong my dad I mean we went through that twice uh, the second time the first time he never worked again for 17 years he lost his job as a 50 uh, I'm sorry as a six-year-old never worked again and uh, we lost our house um, I bought the car started buying groceries we moved into a small apartment but we got kicked out of that apartment I dropped out of school out of college all of those all of those it's, it's horrible my dad never worked again and then 17 years later he got we hear cancer we hear cancer and then we make cancer mean something instead of starting to listen to the kingdom cancer is there to heighten our senses about what god's saying and doing covid virus is there to to actually heighten to prove to us to show to us this is your fruit your fruit is fear your fruit is anger your fruit is division your fruit is blank you're not relying on him your belief is so weak that you're willing to believe anything posted on Facebook, and and it's and I'm, I'm, I don't want to get carried away. All right, so what now? What do we do now? What do we do now <clears throat> if we're reading Scripture from a zombie apocalypse viewpoint? We're always going to want to prepare for a de- defensive battle. It's me against other people who don't agree with me. It's me against the world. It's me against Satan. It's me against people I think are like Satan. It's me against the people who want to make me have the mark of the beast. But if it's the point of view that Jesus is coming to me, but he's already here and he's in me and he's giving me a destiny and assignment here that's wonderful, then I live offensively. I, I live to expand the kingdom wherever I go. I live to give out peace and joy and hugs and whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm out there for something else. So what happens is when we look at, when we keep we looking at the mark of the beast, or like the mark of the beast as it's an actual number we're going to get. The mark of the beast in the in the in, in Revelation is actually most likely symbolic. You're probably never going to be offered a mark to us. There's a mark that Jews had on their forehead and their in their hand in the Old Testament, right? Multiple times they would tie things on their their forehead too. They would tie things on their wrist. So the mark of the beast is just a, an act of worship where your heart is already. Deep. it's just it's just so if we're afraid of something that we already have we already have his, his written on our heart we're written on his heart I already have him in my mind on my forehead and everything that i do is a manifestation of him then i'm actually focusing on the counterfeit and i'm neglecting the real thing so that's what i want you to end with you can focus on the counterfeit the fear you can let the facebook facebook algorithm of your friends decide what you should worry about today or you can look in the kingdom news report and let them tell you what to think about. That's really what we're doing. Every time we flip on the news, we're saying, tell me what I should think about today. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying don't watch the news. I'm just saying be aware that that's not God speaking to you. Now, if God speaks to you and you're in his word and you're connected to him and then you hear something in the news, that's something you can act upon. But if you can't act upon it, why are you listening to it? All right? And everything you hear from the kingdom you can act upon. There's no such thing as God just told me he doesn't want me to do anything about it. He does want you to do something about it. It might be talk to him more. It might be to prepare for something. Okay, And that's always something we can do spiritually. Just go ahead and and stand. And if you have any thoughts on Glory Train, just go back and and, uh, share those with Buddy. And if you want to talk further, you can go into the house. It's a little bit cool. Oh, I you had something to say. okay <laughs> me too sister it's like the air conditioner broke so father we just take a moment and we just thank you father god that you are always shining light on everything god and i just ask that any part that there's uh closets and doors and maybe whole room's closed off to to you i don't mean sin i don't mean where we're hiding sin uh, per se well it's just alone but maybe that's it too but just where we're hiding doubt and disbelief about your goodness where we're hiding doubt and disbelief about our future father God or about our hope and I don't mean just future when we die but future tomorrow a future this next this this next couple months financially or next year um, relationally with with the ones we loved or the ones with you know we've struggled with just that you would just have give us more and more revelation of you that you would reveal yourself to us and that we would be looking for that revelation of you father God there's work to be done sometimes on our part of studying and setting up our time and and staying away from like, like the news and staying away from certain media things that really, that, that, that sway us so much, Father God. But but it, it's you. And we just say, we trust you. We trust you to show yourself to us. We trust you to protect us. And we trust you that, that that when we're afraid, we turn to you. And you're not yelling at us, don't be afraid. You're just putting out your hand. You're, you're, you're drawing us up into your chest, into your lap. You're, you're, you're giving us permission to hide in you for a moment, for a time, so we can walk out as, as sons and daughters of the King. We thank you for that. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you.